0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. Brandon, one pickups. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. We are super thrilled that you are listening to our podcast, the Guitar Knobs podcast. Yep. This is going to be a very exciting show, as are all of our shows, if I do say so myself. I do recall you saying that. I have said that in the past. Uh, and you know why they're exciting, Tony? Now that you just took a, took I a do. drink? I okay. do. I um, Well, why? Well, because the Guitar Knobs podcast
1: focuses on boutique builders of guitars and amps. Yes. <laughs> and pedals. Since day one, mind you. Since day one. Sometimes we have these going
0: things Going into our third
1: year.
2: ...101s, and the 101 episodes are very educational. Yeah. And Sometimes we talk to
1: other people. Yeah. Other, sometimes uh, that people that have... Reviews of
0: various types of things. Yeah, <gasps> could that be tonight? I don't know who's on the line.
3: Hello, guys. This is Roman from Schnoble Tone. Sh-
0: Roman from Schnoble Tone. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels and elsewhere on the internet. There he is. I ah, just like the really name Schnoble Tone. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's get this out of the way real quick. <laughs> Where does Schnobel. that come from?
3: Um. So Schnoble. Um. I'm Ukrainian. I was born in Ukraine, and we moved. To the states when i was a kid and schnoble is like a slang for somebody who has a big nose ah. and,
2: <laughs> and that's so, awesome
3: and actually the channel was created um for just youtube videos of our uh, music videos for my band and then that channel then got monetized and then i'm like hey let me do some more like guitar stuff on there and the name i couldn't change it because youtube had kind of stricter rules back then and so that name just stuck, snowball, and and then I turned it kind of snowball tone, and and then I I asked some people, I'm like, hey, does this name sound weird? And they're like, no, it's kind of cool. You know, it's like a noble snowball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or if you, if you're here in in Ohio and you have a lot of snow, it's a snowball, a snowball tone. <laughs> yeah,
3: I'll have to you know work that into some marketing of mine. There you go, excellent. A free snowball with every. Uh,
0: with every uh, yes. Ernie Ball pedal. Oh, Tony. Okay, so uh, we're happy that you are on the show. I I particularly am. I've been a fan of your show for a long time. Um, particularly, I'll tell you what. Actually, I'll save that. I'll save that. We got so much to talk about. We I'm got super lots to excited. talk about. <laughs> okay. First of all, um, I want to. We're going to just dip a little bit into, you know, announcement y type things. We don't call it news because sometimes we're backlogged and you'll notice I uh, like, hey, wait a minute. Wasn't that like a couple of weeks ago when we referenced something? Well, that's, that's how we have to do this so that we don't have any blank spots. Sorry. Mm. So I just wanted to bring up that I had such a, an interesting thing happen, uh, the other day on the way to Rome. Where, what, does that go? To the right, forum. To the forum. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I was, I was just chilling at home cooking and what I were get, you cooking? Well, uh, I was cooking a, well, it doesn't matter anyways. Um, and I get this, uh, message from Instagram and Ding. yeah. And the funny thing is I had just, well, I'll, I'll finish that in a second, but I got this message from Instagram and it was one of our listeners, Michael Van Zant, And he says, you'll never guess what I'm doing. And then up popped a picture of like, he, he must've been like second row, maybe like, uh, uh, Billy Corgan. Oh. Like front, just front and center. And I was like, that's amazing. That's awesome. I'm glad you're having that experience. And he sent a couple more, and there he showed Jeff up there. And uh, and it we just had this little back and forth. And he he was sharing his experience real time with me, which I just as a fan, a co-fan of Smashing and Pumpkins, that was great. And he's there such a thing as a co-fan. There is a co-fanning. And while he's doing that, uh, so so He's, he says, oh, and I'm wearing my guitar knob shirt. To which point, he then shows a picture of Jeff Schroeder. Okay, so it, there's like all these, all these points of contact going like, w- we both like that, both like pumpkins, and he's at the pumpkins, he's sending me a thing about a pumpkins. He's Should we say that, that Jeff like, Schroeder... Guest. Yes, there you go. Jeff Schroeder, former guest, twice, two times, good friend of our show. Um, and at the same time, I happen to have been sending messages to Drew Foppy who is the guitar tech guitar for Jeff Schroeder. Yes. So wow. there's this like unknown triangulation of, of Time, guitar space world continuum. going on. It was so neat. I was like, <laughs> I was just freaking out. Anyways, I just want to give a big fat thank you to Michael Van Dam for uh, sharing that information with me and making it just a really weird, neat, universal kind of thing. Go ahead, Jared.
2: Drew Foppy actually recommended me to James E. tech. So... Um I got an email from him so thank you Drew. Oh well, so awesome. I'll, <clears throat> hopefully I'll be working with uh, James E. That's killer.
0: Nice. Good news.
1: We sort of met Je- uh Uh, James. Yeah, he he did drop (laughs) in and said, he said, hello. And then I don't know you
0: people. I'm leaving. leaving. (laughs) 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 Anyways, um, that was just a really neat thing that happened. And I, I I love, it seems to be more and more often where the real world and the digital world and the podcast world is kind of colliding and it's, it's just, it's it's kind of like the matrix. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, any you guys have anything you want to share? That was good news, Jared. Good to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that would be one of the most significant things. Excellent, Tony. Are we talking about what's going uh, on, on in just our, our, just our sort world? This week? our podcast announcements. News? Things. Oh,
1: announcements! announce Many things. No, I, I really don't have any announcements.
0: Okay, sorry. Would you Would you care to lead our our what's going on in our music world? I this would. Week, Tony? I would like to do that. Hit it, run. Okay. So.
1: um... If you've been listening, you've probably heard that I picked up a Phantom Guitar Works Phantom Six, and I think even Todd was posted a couple of photos on yeah that was cool Instagram, guitar different man. things. So, as it often happens when you're doing a search for these things, yes. Um, Real quick, can you share what the Phantom guitars? Sure. Are basically? So the the Phantom Guitar Works guitars are based on '60s Fox designs actually they're they're very close and in some cases improvements so the phantom uh phantom 6 model is kind of like the oh it's like a six-sided or five-sided shape i forget what 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 it is and then um as as i said as 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 often happens when you find one uh all of a sudden you start getting all of these recommendations from the Bay of E and other places. Mm-hmm. And I found, and, and this was interesting because I actually, what started my search was the Brian Jones teardrop model oh, yeah. from the Rolling Stones. And it was, it he had the prototype model, uh, in the sixties and it's basically a teardrop shape. It's got a mirrored pick guard. It's got, it's, it's just kind of a cool guitar. Yeah. So one popped up, um, for a very reasonable price, and so <laughs> I just had to—I had to get it. Of course, so I got it, and I brought it into the into the show tonight. And then I Todd, like it. Todd, Todd, Can Todd, I ask what reasonable is. Uh, reasonable was five hundred dollars. Hmm. Todd really liked that guitar. Hmm. Really liked this, it. the teardrop. the teardrop. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. No. Yeah. Nope. Yes, he did. Nope. He's
2: going to put nope. a sticker on it.
1: Nope. Yeah. I mean, I mean, these guitars—if you buy them new—they're between twelve and thirteen hundred dollars. Oh, yeah. Um, This is an older one. It's from around 2000. It does play really nice. I will say that. That's it's, why it's he really cool. likes it. So, I mean, you know, I talked a little bit about uh, Jack Charles, who uh, started uh, Phantom Guitar Works back in 92. He was uh, uh, the uh, original guitar player for Quarter Flash, if anybody's an 80s fan out there. Oh, yeah. Going to harden my heart. And uh, you're gonna swallow my tears. Thank you. Well, nice job. Yeah, very good. Um, So anyhow, he um, he started this company in '92. Went to battle with uh, Korg because Korg owns Vox now, and they decided that they would try to challenge his trademarks, which were awarded uh, for the designs because they had let it lapse. Mm. Oops. Oops, that's a big oops. There's that. a lot of
0: those oopses out there yeah, right now. Some.
1: So, uh, long story short, um, he uh, he managed to uh, defend his his trademarks, which he was awarded, I think, in the early 2000s. There you go. And you know the old David versus Goliath. Mm-hmm. Goliath took a took a fall. That's right. Which isn't a bad thing. If Korg is listening out there, oh well. Yeah. And they're not, they're not missing it. They're not missing it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it was just a little chunk they of... probably did
0: him a favor.
1: <laughs> so anyhow, so um, any, that, that was, that was, you know, so I, I put this one back together. I changed out the pickups and the, and the, uh, pots. the the pots especially. They had little mini pots. And I think I could have just changed the pots because they had 500k pots. Are potsies? Little potsies. <laughs> potsies. I, I saw the bag of parts you had and yeah, that's they a were good thing you change that. Yeah, but oh. but I mean they're single coil pickups, which mm. I think do best with 250k pots, which are what I put in. Right, and the the improvement was just just giant. What pickups are in that? Are, are those that uh, is uh, that's a set of Lindy Fralin uh, uh, Strat pickups. Strat pickups actually fit inside of the Vox covers. Okay, perfect. Because Vox covers are kind of like a Strat pickup, except they've got squared off corners.
2: Well, You're gonna. You're gonna do a lot better with those.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Plus, this, the 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 neck position is reverse winding. The reverse original polarity. ones, if you like, you have to
2: razor blade the covers off because they super glued them back in the day, uh. and the
1: wiring,
2: and it's just really bad. So, mm. yeah, anything you do other than originals, probably.
1: So anyhow, I got it actually primarily we have a Christmas show up in the old bar I used to play yep. in up in Youngstown. Yep. So I think it's, it's a very angelic looking instrument. Well mm-hmm. Jim Tre for be Christmas? There? Jim Tressel lives there but he will not be at the Cedars. Oh man. <laughs> I doubt it. I'll, I'll, let's invite him. Jim, if let's you're listening, it. come on down to the Cedars on uh December yep. 22nd. That's right. This will be long past that.
0: And yes, sounds so, good. Save so the date. You will have had a great show by the time this airs. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jim. <laughs> uh Roman, let's hear yes. from you.
3: Well, um I uh I demo a lot of pedals and just lately um uh, this uh, Chase Bliss Audio, the Dark World. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a reverb pedal that kind of blew up the internet for a hot minute. Yeah, and I was kind of blown away too by that pedal. Um, and so, I mean, I don't really buy any guitars lately. And so, you guys have such exciting stories about Phantom guitar, and <laughs> but um, I just stick to my Eric Johnson Strat. And uh, but yeah, the oh, you the can't Chase go Bliss. wrong with
1: that. That's a great guitar.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's guitar out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. And mine aged really well, and so uh, a lot of people are like, what relicking did you do to it? And I'm like, I just played it. <laughs>
1: that's, a, that's the best way to relic them, man. Yeah, Play them. yeah they actually yeah. break in the right way.
3: But yeah, the Chase Bliss pedal kind of, uh, you know, startled me a little bit, like, man, this thing is pretty cool. And then when I read into it, like, a lot of people collaborated, like uh, Robert Keeley. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, a few other, uh, companies, he kind of like took the best of and tweaked some things. And so that's a really cool pedal that, um, I recently did a demo of, and I'm kind of enjoying that one. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Cool. Make sure, Hey, everybody who's listening, uh, at the moment, if you're able to go to YouTube and check out S-H-N-O-B-E-L, Tone. S H N O B E L tone, T O N E. And uh, you'll see the fellow we're talking to and be able to see all the cool stuff he does while we're talking about those things. And Thank on Instagram, you got plug. a great Instagram game too, you know? Uh, well, that's mighty cool, man. Uh, now, th- and you said
3: that is, that's
0: currently out, right? Your review of that?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That was one of the, I think I put it up last week. Excellent. Yeah. I'm sure that got that's a ton of traffic. Title. Yeah, and Excellent. so just kind of been enjoying that one. That one uh, kind of, uh, yeah, stood out to me. I was like, man, this is cool. You can get a lot of great sounds out of it. Primarily, I, what's the thing that made you
0: like really say, hey
3: Um, It's the, um. there's three s- presets and yeah, the pedal's mono. A lot of people gripe about it not being stereo. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has just such a, like you can tell it was built not for just a guy that likes, you know, spring reverb. Right. <laughs> you know, it's m- built for people to experiment with sounds. And I really like that, that it's n- like, it goes alongside like your Strymon, you know, reverbs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, It's not a, like a pristine digital reverb, you know, like a studio reverb, uh-huh. but um, it's a very like, like you play note and then you just can hear the trails and how they like, mush and just everything just becomes like um, really like creative sounds you know kind of that um, landscape sort Mm -hmm. of soundscape of uh, of sound and kind of creates a really like a pad like kind of reverb it's not like a pristine sort of reverb right right cool excellent Uh, people are really raising their reverb
0: game out there or at least making it a whole different game maybe that's really the way I should say that yeah it's
1: definitely a whole different game
0: Jared
2: So, Zach was over the other day helping me build stuff in the shop, and somehow we got on the conversation of uh, stereo pedals and processors or whatever, and for the life of me, I can't remember how we got onto that subject, and then he said, oh yeah, there was a, a thing made by Roland, a big rack unit, and it was a stereo unit, so you would... You would plug your guitar or keyboard or even acoustic guitar or anything you wanted process stereo through this uh, rack unit, and it was called a, a Roland Dimension D. Mm. And there were only four different settings um, of stereo sound you had to choose from. But this thing is super famous. It's been in you know big-time recording studios. I'm sure there's many a record uh, recorded with this rack unit and uh recently in uh, boss pedals the wazacraft came out with uh what they call the dimension C mm-hmm. and you can uh put it in either S mode which is supposed to be the exact clone of the dimension D the original unit or you there's another mode called SDD320 uh that you can you know mix the uh, selections together so there's four like rectangular buttons and just like, like a there push is push button one yeah and on on the pedal just kind of simulate the old school kind of mm-hmm. look and you can press two at a time and get different all these different sounds mm-hmm. and uh, I of course I listen to demos or whatnot on the internet I said I gotta have it so I got this pedal and uh really love this pedal man cool. having a lot of fun with it and um Awesome. Yeah, there there was a reissue of these, I think, in the eighties, in the or maybe nineties. I don't know. They cost a lot of, they like three hundred bucks. Those pedal. are the
0: dimensions. Uh, it's the dimension. See, those are what the regular knobs, right?
2: Right. Yeah, regular yeah. knobs, mm-hmm. and they don't have the uh, the
0: new like push buttony things.
2: Yeah. So this new one is is
3: a lot more innovative. Roman, have you reviewed this pedal? I have not actually. I've seen it. And um, if I get around to it, I will definitely check it out.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, you if you want a brand new one, you have to pre-order it because they're flying off the shelves,
1: apparently. So if you had to choose between that and your the original beloved Mutron. Oh, the Mutron? Yes. The uh, bi
2: Yes. That's a good question. Slightly different sounds. Well, so I'm keeping yeah. both.
0: Oh, wow! <laughs> if that, I had, that is get,
2: not an option. If I had to get rid of one of them, I'd yeah. keep the mutron. Okay, just but checking. I, but I love this pedal, though.
0: Definitely love this pedal. Right on. Wasn't that expensive either? So, good, That's good. And it's a Wazakraft, so that'll hold its value, man. Oh yeah, good stuff. Good, pedal. good stuff. Um, I, as for me, I was I was gone most of the week in Orlando and didn't get a whole lot of chance to play much. But um, I got back on Saturday, and we had practice on Sunday, and my guitar thing for the week is I just pe- I just freaking peeled the paint off the walls with playing guitar. It was fantastic. Cranked it up, let the Supro scream. Oh, it was glorious. How does your wife feel about painting the, She's not, the paint? I, it's at the studio. Oh, at the studio. I don't hire her to paint the studio. (laughs) Uh, But you know, sometimes if you if you're away, you just got to plug in and just go bananas, and it's just such a fantastic feeling. I love it, love it, love it. Anyway, so that was (laughs) that was my super elaborate week. Wow, Uh, yeah, but it was great, fantastic. That was that was a long story. I know. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. And actually, uh, to, to put a little bit of spin on that, um, our, our bass player, he's got a, he's got a Mesa. Um, I can't remember what model, but, uh, he's got a, he's got a Mesa with a, with a single 15 cab and we are just, I was complaining. I'm like, man, it sounds, I just, i personally, I don't like the Mesa bass sound. It's just a little too clinical for me. Hmm. Um, and so I said we need to dirty this up, and we tried a bunch of different pedals. And he went and got a uh, was it the um, what the the Fender uh, the Fender bass? Uh, it's like the hundred the hundred watt solid state sort of practice amp, mm-hmm. and just cranked it, and it sounds awesome. <laughs> blending with blending with the Mesa, it sounds great. So good, there's good. a tip if you got a if you got a pretty a, a really nice bass rig. Go get a crappy or just... I shouldn't say crappy. Well, his is because it's pretty beat up. But go get a lesser and just jack it and blend the two. He's got a little AB going. And so what's cool is we'll be able to put one of his speakers on each of the side oh, yeah, of the stage and cool. then we'll put one of my speakers on each on each of the side of my stage. I just went not stereo. He, he, went, he went animated. Yeah. So it's going to be really fun. Anyways uh
3: oh
2: we're on the floor thing one
0: two one two three
3: four on the floor okay so my first pedal would be the wah and um the wah that i would choose is actually a wah that um it's a little controversial it's a, a vertex axis wah and this guy mason um he would take a bbe something ben Ben Wah or BBE. It was a Ben signature. I forget the last name of the guy, but he would take and badge it as his own Wah and um, he would change a few parameters around Mm -hmm. and um, some values and he would goop the circuit board. Um, But it was a BBE Wah that he tweaked and he sold them for like twice the amount of money. What is gooping the circuit board? Um, he would just um, put this kind of um, epoxy or something uh. on the circuit board so people couldn't tell that it wasn't really his. <laughs> but, <laughs> nice. Um, oh. That wah has more sweep than a wah I used to use, which was a Clyde wah. Um, I, Clyde wah is great. It's built well uh, from, by full tone, but it doesn't have as much range. It doesn't like quack as much a little bit. Uh-huh. and And when I... Got a hold of this wah just... There was a couple of years ago, there was a big controversy about this guy claiming that he hand winds the inductor and everything like that. And there was this big marketing thing behind it. And um, it turns out that people started peeling the goop off and it was just a BBE. Uh, ah, ben, oh my God. Ben Wa. <laughs> oh but... <my. laughs> and then BBE later started they tweaked a few things that he actually did to their wa and they actually made that a standard now. Oh, that's um, pretty cool. So I just love the sweep of that wa. I, I know it's, a, it's probably wrong to own that <laughs> infringing kind of, well, it's just, it's not a lawsuit era, but yeah, that's the wa I would choose. Um, it's that, um, I guess that BBE WA the Ben wah, um, that would be my first thing in the, um, in the chain. And then the second would be uh, the Analog Man King of Tone. Ah, that's a big one. It's an overdrive pedal. Oh, yeah. And uh, to me, um, I actually um, had a few versions of that pedal. Um, uh, Mike, Analog Man, he makes... uh, Because the Analog Man has two sides. There's the yellow and the red side. And um, they're kind of like two it's a two in one. So there's a low overdrive side and then kind of a higher gain overdrive side. Now and that, that's it, two prints of tones, right? Um, but not exactly though. Okay. Um, and here's what I've kind of, um, did trial and error sort of for myself. Um, and you can choose which side is the, um, uh, the high gain, which one's the low gain you can do, you know, vice versa. The right side will be high gain will be, And then left will be low. Um, And I ordered a few of them, one with like the right side high gain and left side low gain, because a lot of people um, have this theory of building their pedal chain as highest gain going down to the lowest gain. And I don't know, to me, it didn't work. So I ordered another one which had the low gain and then a high gain. Um, So basically, you know, the low gain is going into the high gain. And when for solos and stuff, I feel like that pedal kind of covers a lot of ground. So you can step on the second gain and uh, the low and the high gain together create, you know, even more gain. And right. so um, a very good pedal. It can replace, yeah, a couple different pedals if you were to kind of, uh, you know, have each individual pedals. But, um, and then also there's another kind of a thing where uh, the low gain side can, also be um, even lower gain. So there's like the standard low gain which is like a Prince of Tone and then there's um, but this is only offered on King of Tones where the low gain um, has a low gain chip or something like that where it, it's even lower gain than the standard low gain. <laughs> I don't know how that <laughs> How that. Um, and I actually was actually talking to um, a customer today. He was you know, having a, he has a king of tone, and he's like, I'm not really happy with it. I'm like, well, which version do you have? And so, um, if you, it's kind of a misconception um, where you can say like, oh, just get a prince of tone, and you got the sound. I mean, yes and no. Like on my Les Paul, um, the the prince of tone, it's I, I roll the gain back all the way, and it's like a tube screamer. Like you know, oh, interesting. It it, it doesn't clean up mm. and I, I guess maybe you can mod the Prince of Tone to be like lower gain. Um, so yeah. Anyways, there's like these kind of hidden sort of options. Um, but for me, yeah, I love the King of Tone for that. Um, if I'm on a Les Paul, I I use that really low gain side with a low gain option on it, and it cleans up really well and gives you a lot of dynamic uh, range. And also, I found that the King of Tone works really well with like all kinds of amps like a vox fender a marshall um it's very versatile probably one of the most versatile overdrives um because uh sometimes drives don't work as well with certain amps they kind of fizz a little bit and they don't have that kind of great breakup right right now do
0: you like to stack is that kind of how you like to stack your, your your drives uh low to high
3: I, I do, yeah. I just always done that and I've tried the other way around and um, it just didn't work. It seems like, like if you do a low after a high, it would choke
0: it. Is that...
3: I don't know. Um, I kind of heard this from... Uh, if you guys heard of a company called Pete Cornish, uh, yep. this guy in the UK, he builds these sort of super boutique um pedals mm-hmm. and he kind of used to build rigs for David Gilmore and... A bunch of guys in the who's, 80s who's so. that who's that
0: no i'm just kidding <laughs> wasn't he in led zeppelin or yeah, be Beatles on, or one something? of those old bands he was on the no, gilmore girls the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah the pete cornish pedals are sort of a uh, cult cult status
3: yeah some uh i remember reading a pro guitar shop um article on on pete cornish pedals and they're like It's like some exclusive yacht club. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) It's like $600.
0: Yeah. No, you don't get a pedal unless you have a yacht. Yeah. You have to have, (laughs) you have to have three
3: clons to get a Cornish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that would be the second option, uh, the king of tone um, for the overdrives. And then speaking of P Cornish, um, there's a pedal that he makes. It's called the P1. And it's a uh, Big Muff style fuzz. It's actually a copy of a Ram's head Big Muff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he um, builds his pedals with like buffers, like on the input and on the output. mm mm-hmm. um, And he has this whole um, article on his website about like how true bypass is bad. Um, you know, it's... Uh, you guys are probably very familiar with the battle between this whole true bypass and buffered, uh, yep. kind oh, yeah. Kind of talk.
0: There's a there's a couple great battles out there. The uh, you know digital versus analog true bypass the John versus Mayer buffers. Stratocaster.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know that how much of a battle that one is.
3: <laughs> well,
0: kind of you know guys are roasting him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, elaborate on that a little bit if you want.
3: So the P1 is yeah, it's a Um, very, it's a very stable, big muff, um, and a very proper one at it. Um, he also makes the P2, which is a, um, improved version. Um, according to, you know, Pete himself, Mm -hmm. the mids are picked up a little bit and kind of like, it's a little friendlier with sort of like guitar solos. And Mm -hmm. I think David Gilmore uses the P1 and the P2 for certain solos and stuff like that. But to me, the the P2 just has a little more fizz when I'm like plugged into a Vox or something. Uh It's got a little more like upper harmonics going on there. But yeah, the P1 um, is very stable. So it's buffered. And so if you're even running just that pedal by itself, you know, with long cables, you're not going to get like a really dull, clean signal and then just, you know, turn on and the signal just kind of comes alive. Mm -hmm. And so his pedals are very like, I've owned several of them and you know, not all of them work for everything and they're not worth the price, you know, kind of like uh, the tone you get Mm -hmm. versus the kind of uh, value, you know, it's not very, uh, doesn't correlate that well. Mm -hmm. And so the P one, um, would be my choice for like that higher gain kind of fuzz. It's just, uh, it's in my mind. I always come back to it as like, man, that's a great, you know, buzz kind of a higher gain pedal and actually um uh, it's funny that i came across a um you guys heard of first act uh yes it's like this toy kind of so i get this like ten dollar pedal that somebody i bought a pedal on ebay or reverb and somebody just threw that pedal in it's just little (laughs) mx 550 little plastic box um, it looks like a little rounded kind of, uh, kind of like those uh, Ibanez pedals that um, were plastic and cheap, the tank series uh, or something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And so this little distortion MX-550, you can buy them for like $18, 20 And I'm like, well, let me let me hear it. I plug it in. And I'm like, it sounds like a P1 from Pete Cornish. <laughs> and I actually uh, ended up doing a comparison video um, on my YouTube channel. Oh my god. Oh, and a lot of people are like, no way. <laughs> I have got to check. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Ooh. And so I actually, uh, this was a couple of years ago and I'm like, I'm blown away. I mean, I look inside and the circuit is like, uh, like, you know, like a boutique sort of pedal. And like, I don't know who, who, con- who they contracted to make it, but it's really good. So, you guys want <laughs> awesome. what's that P1 sound from Pete Cornish? Yeah, Go get yourself a nice out. first act. <sighs> yeah. And I actually sent off that pedal to get it rehoused. In Australia, there's this company called Sailor Effect. Mm-hmm. And they rehoused it for me into like a bigger box. Yeah. I think I bought another one. So, I sent them both and they rehoused them <laughs> for me. And what's and so, that one called again? Uh, that's the first act. Mm-hmm. uh mx 550 i believe yeah okay yeah so you know that's that's just giving you a perspective of like on the pete cornish thing yeah it's yeah. like you know when you guys know this you know like a uh, clon you know if you count it up in parts it's you know i don't know $50 it's a lot of dollars or something yeah. you know worth but it's what the perceived value and you know what so, yeah well, yeah. that that got a ringing endorsement from Robert
0: Keeley on the on our last one. He basically knelt at the uh, the altar of Klon, of Klon. Uh yeah, so that's a pretty ringing endorsement. But um, okay, so what do you have for? Let's see. That was two. That was three. That was three. I knew that. What do you got for number four?
3: <laughs> so four, I like to uh, end it off end off my signal chain with a uh, delay pedal big fan of delays and mainly maybe because I'm not that great of a guitar player. And, you know, like one time I was watching the edge interview from U2 and he's like, you know, I discovered the echo and it was like, I had a second guitarist next to me and Mm. it was bouncing off, you know? And, uh, I love delays. And so the, the fourth one, the delay pedal would be a TC Electronic Alter Ego X4. Ooh, okay. And it's a pretty new I, pedal. I'm
0: surprised uh, with all the delays out there. I'm surprised. I mean, They want to hear more about this.
3: Yeah. So, my approach is I love simple things that sound great. And the TC pedal, the Alter Ego, um, I well, ever since I got it, I've used it on all the demos um, that I've done. I just kind of turn it on once in a while when I'm demoing like a distortion pedal, I need a little bit more, um, you know, fill up space a little bit. And Mm -hmm. it's easier to play, you know, with delay a little bit for certain things. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I've used that pedal. And so the first uh, time it came out, uh, it's, it's actually a pro guitar shop, uh, collaboration with TC electronic. Um, I don't know if you guys were aware of that. I was but, not, uh, no. Yeah, Pro Guitar Shop would do these, um, they closed down sadly, mm-hmm. but, um, or they were sold off to Reverb. Right. Um, and so, uh, Andy at Pro Guitar Shop, he's actually a friend of mine. I've uh, met him. He's actually, uh, Pro Guitar Shop is in my area here in the Portland, Oregon area. Mm-hmm. And, um when I met Andy, I asked him about this pedal and he actually was the one that didn't de- the delay sounds for it.
0: No and, kids.
3: Yeah. And it's like modeling old echo plexes, um, uh, the, um, the oil drum, um, and then the, uh, Benson echo rec, um, memory man with modulation, 2290, uh, these kind of pristine digital delays. So oh, I feel like that, to me, like when I flip through the sounds and it's such an inspiring pedal to create these kind of, um, very, um, musical and very inspiring sort of delay sounds and mm-hmm. the feedbacks and all the creating these kind of, um, really, um, I, I, I like that to me, that pedal is just very warm and sound and it's very organic, even though it's digital, but that's one of my, um, out of all the delay pedals that I've been kind of, messing around with that one i just gravitate towards because it's really simple and it's easy to dial in a great warm delay sound mm-hmm. um but obviously you know i love digital delays and there's other other digital delay pedals that i like for kind of like more cleaner sound mm-hmm. but this one's got that warmth and like if i was to choose one it, that's the one that's i the would one. have
0: killer yeah. man well that is that is a fun board. I was not anticipating actually maybe all of those pedals from you. Uh so that's that's a, a nice surprise. Um w- well you mentioned that you know you're always trying out pedals and stuff. Uh you know the reason that we have you on the show is because I I found you actually before I I started the the podcast. Um you know I was checking out the videos that you were doing which were you know, really helpful, and uh, and I appreciated your very straightforward approach to doing gear demos. And at the time, I had an AC15, and nobody demoed with a Vox. Nobody, nobody demoed with a Vox. So I'm like, "Hey, that sounds awesome." I that doesn't help me at all because that doesn't sound anything like my <laughs> my, mm-hmm. my amplifier. And that's actually how I th- I believe I did a search for uh, demo, you know, and Vox. And then you popped up and I'm like, well, let's check this out. And then I was like, hooray. <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, if you got, if you, if you are uh, short on demos with Voxes and you have one and are looking for comparative demos, first and foremost, go check out Schnobletone. So... You've been doing this uh, a little while.
3: Yeah, I started in 2011. Um, we were talking about Pete Cornish. That was actually the first uh, pedal that I kicked off the uh, channel with. Wow. Um, it's a tape echo simulator, the delay pedal, uh, where he takes a Boss DD2 mm-hmm. and puts it into this bigger box, adds like buffer to it, modulation. And it was a very rare pedal; it still is. But I'm like, you know, I started the channel with the idea of putting up these kind of, um, sort of rare pedals that are not, um, you know, there's no demos of them, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how things kind of got started. Channel.
0: I wish more people would demo older pedals.
3: Yeah, actually, I, um, I was not working with any companies at that time any builders, mm-hmm. um, I would actually, I started demoing with my own collection, which is a bunch of kind of old pedals, you know, old, uh, big muffs, uh, Procorat. It was one of my favorites as well. Yeah. Favorite that's, distortion been, that's made it
0: on there a few times.
3: Yeah. And I, um, also, um, so yeah, I started with a collection and I'm like, you know what, let me just compare these pedals as mm-hmm. well. I'm like, I'm sure people will be out there you know trying to see what is a tube screamer sound like compared to like a blues driver right and when they look it up
0: for what it's worth i you know i said i wish more people demoed older pedals you are one of the few people that do actually and have for a long time demoed some of the older classic pedals so um again is that another good reason to go check them out right before i so rudely interrupted you but wanted to give some context please go ahead
3: uh, no worries. And um, so, yeah, started with the collection that I had and um, I then um, would buy pedals. It was a very good excuse to buy pedals to demo on the channel. And then I would kind of hold on to the good ones and then sell off the ones that were, you know, just I demoed. And I'm like, okay, time to let these go. And I would kind of, Drive around Craigslist, picking up pedals here and there. Um, and I would do it on, on my lunch break at work. I love <laughs> Craigslist. And so, <laughs> um, I yeah, I Craig's was living List. that, that life. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, eventually the, um, the channel started growing. It was a lot of work. Sometimes I'd be editing like late at night. I'd be like, Oh, I want to sleep. I'm like still editing these videos. Mm. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to grow the channel. I'm like, oh, you know, this is awesome. You know, things are going, and um, yeah, it was great. And then uh, eventually, um, companies started noticing my channel, and it was a great uh, way to market the you know new uh, pedals that you know uh, companies release. And and so now I have uh, you know uh, it's a lot easier for me to get a hold of some of these newer pedals. But uh, back then, yeah, I had to start with vintage. Uh, you know, and I love, you know, old pedals just like, you know, every um, guitarist does and uh and so yeah, it's uh it's nice to kind of sometimes I even look back at my own videos I'm like, "Wait, what did that pedal sound like? I don't have it anymore."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got to reference your own library. That's smart though. Um and that's uh I think that that's one of the nice things uh about your format is that it's it's just really really easy to quickly identify especially if you're searching for a particular pedal that you want to hear or or guitar amp combination i know you you know you've mixed that up a bit and um it's it's easy to identify and easy to determine if that's something you want to stay on you don't have to listen to somebody Rambling on for you know ten minutes before they get to the meat of what they're doing, it's just super helpful, and so I appreciate you doing that out there. It helped me as a guitar player,
3: well, thank you very much. Uh, I do get stopped sometimes, you know, at music stores or something they're like, hey, man, love your stuff and especially at like the Nam show, uh, a lot of people come up to me and you know I'm just you know fortunate to be able to do that and I'm a very kind of um I don't know. Sometimes I'm impatient. I should be more patient, but yes, when, um, I want to kind of, uh, as a, let's say I'm a guitarist look, looking at a pedal or something. Yeah. Sometimes like kind of that extra information kind of like, you know, Hey, what's up guys? You know, like, Hey, you know, so I was just, you know, like people going off subject sometimes, <laughs> like, yeah. they're like, okay, um, let's just get to the point. And, I don't know, I, I try to kind of have my videos be sort of straight to the point, even though sometimes I don't succeed in all of them, but um, you know, I like to do a little clip in the beginning of playing to kind of for people to get an idea, well, what is this pedal about? Right. And I'll I'll go into details and then I'll do more playing.
0: Right. Well, and you know, that that also doesn't give the whole thing away either. Like if you if you just blabbered on about you know your own personal stuff and yada yada. That doesn't leave doesn't leave any mystery there either. You know, so it is kind of neat. Like actually, when you called in and you're like, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh wow, this is the guy that I've watched do the stuff. It's <laughs> really cool." I still get a kick out of that because it's 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 a trip. It's like uh, when you talk to the DJ on the radio, you know, I guess when mm. people listened to the radio. Yeah,
1: back back when there was
2: a <laughs> the thing called a radio. In. I <laughs> listen to it every day. It's actually in my shop.
0: And they pick it up and you're like, I'm
3: talking on it. They turn down your radio. We can't hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, when when I was interviewing uh, Andy from Pro Guitar Shop. Uh-huh. Um, and... I kind of put out a thing on social media. I'm like, Hey, I'm interviewing Andy. Is there any questions you guys want me to ask him? Mm-hmm. And there was one thing that people wanted to have him say the phrase, I'm playing on a GNL legacy into a 65 amp. So <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that was just his thing.
3: Uh, yeah. I don't people understand how he plays
0: that. with the way he does though, man. Gosh, it's just yeah, the invisible pick, the invisible picks, crazy pants uh and any whoever isn't familiar i i don't know how you you can be not familiar at this point but if you're not familiar with with andy um from formerly from pro guitar shop uh he's doing most of the most of the uh demos on reverb now and uh he just has a very unique style of picking and he he has made the demo uh the 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 gear demo something pretty uh pretty famous from his from his hands so Uh, But the great thing is there's lots and lots of demo type things out there. There's lots of pedals. There's lots of podcasts. There's there's something for everybody out there. So find, go. There's only one podcast. Well, you mean this one?
1: (laughs) Yeah, this one. Be
0: here or nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Well, you said it, not me. Um, So how did you you fall into this? I, I know you kind of briefly said, I just want to try something out. But I mean... That didn't come out of nowhere. So give us the, a little bit of the
3: backstory here. Oh, uh, uh, you mean like the YouTube thing, right? Yeah. And the stuff that I'm doing now? Well, yeah, the YouTube thing, the stuff that you're
0: doing now, how'd you get into guitar? Maybe let's start there. How, what, what, what sucked you into the guitar world?
3: Yeah, so uh, growing up, uh, as I mentioned, you know, the beginning of the show, I'm originally from the Ukraine. And it's a country right below Russia and kind of Eastern European country. Mm-hmm. And um, growing up, um, my uncles, like they were all musical people and and they had a band. They would play at weddings. They would play and travel sometimes. And um, so I grew up kind of like um, my grandma would babysit us and they had their music room. And so I would be in there banging on drums and just kind of remembering that... Um, now looking back it's just kind of this thing that probably was in my subconscious mind when i was growing up and just loved music and wanted to um be a, a guitarist when um i was about like 13 years old i just uh, my brother played the keyboard and uh um he would kind of be he, my older brother so he was a little bit ahead of me musically and just um uh he started playing the keys and kind of started even writing stuff and like there was a early days kind of the you know synthesizers like the Korg i three or something it was like a um multi workstation in the whole like, keyboard you could write tracks and stuff like that and so I'm like, man, i wanna you know hang out with my brother i I' wanna play guitar like i I just kind of <laughs> said that you know I wanna play guitar, and so I kind of started on my own, never took any kind of lessons and um uh, um, so as I grew even older, I got my first guitar, my electric guitar, because I started on acoustic. What was it? I got, um, oddly enough, it was like a Kramer. It was like this hair metal 80s Kramer, but I yeah. didn't play hair metal <laughs> with a one humbucker pickup.
2: That's oh, yeah, cool, man. man. Yeah.
3: I just like the shape of the headstock, the way it like, kind of drooped down. Yeah. The old um, banana. Yeah. And I was eyeing a Jackson but the pawn shop sold it when me and my dad came there the next couple of days or something. And I was like, oh man, what's the closest looking thing to the Jackson? And I'm like, oh, this Kramer. And it was a red Kramer. And and I had I bought like a, a Digitech processor, like a little multi, um, it was like an RP1.
2: Yeah, that's all you need. I actually yeah. <laughs> I actually
3: found one on a pawn shop just like maybe a couple months ago and I picked it up for like $50. Cool. And I'm like, no way this is cool. This is my childhood. <laughs> um, I'll actually put a demo of it. I got to do that. Speaking oh, yeah. of vintage uh things, uh, pedals and effects. Uh, um so uh, had the little multi effects um and then um, I come from a kind of a big Ukrainian family. Um, there's 12 of us, and so I had plenty of brothers to start a band with. So, uh, um, several bands, a <laughs> <Yeah. Well,
2: laughs> band and a Western band. <laughs> <laughs> there's,
3: well, and the whole family, is uh, the kids, there's four sisters, and uh, so four girls and eight boys, and um, yeah. So, uh, starting with my brothers, we started jamming, we got bought a drum set and bought a bass guitar and we just started playing music. And, um, uh, and then I started getting into uh guitar pedals and uh, yeah, my first pedal was a wah pedal. And, um, and then I got like an overdrive pedal and then, you know, delay and stuff like that. And, um, and then, yeah, we, uh, we started kind of writing music and then started traveling and we were on the road for about five years. We bought like a short bus and, uh, turned it into like a little touring bus, put some bunk beds in it. Wow. And yeah. And so, uh, touring is really, has really kind of, um, uh, I, you know, I see a lot of guitarists and, um, they, you know, just as a musician, um, just kind of like, um, you know, we're all expressive people and we want to, um, you know, uh, be creative and touring is a really like awesome, um, way I see as like to mature as a musician and, uh, as a band member as well. Just like, I would highly recommend going on tour for everybody. Um, for me, like it was just, you know, you could see that, um, uh, playing live and then playing like in, you know, your bedroom is a totally, uh, different experience and so getting to travel and stuff like that was just really great and a lot of stuff that you think works you know on stage it like it all falls off and like just the bare <laughs> bare bones that you know like kind of like a lot of like ideas and stuff um all that little extra stuff kind of uh um doesn't the little nuances on stage doesn't matter don't matter as much as maybe we think sometimes yeah. and so it's good it like shapes you into like a better musician and um yeah and then um 2011 our band we kind of were kind of slowing down traveling and and then um my older brother that's the keyboardist he decides to start an in ear company to make uh, custom in ear monitors for musicians oh what's that called and uh, the company was called 1964 ears And then it morphed into 64 Audio um, 2015 or so. Yeah. And so as our band kind of, uh, we recorded a couple albums and, and we were sort of at this point where we're like, okay, like kind of what's next, Uh, you know, we're kind of tired of touring and traveling. And uh, so my brother starts the company and um, I decide to also start the YouTube channel about a year later, the company was started in 2010. And um, now, are you guys wearing- the
0: ones who were featured on the on the intro uh, that you had for quite some
3: time? Yeah, yeah. The band was called Sons of Day. And we, yeah, we made a couple albums and I used some of the music on my channel as an, as an intro. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so with my brothers ma- doing the inner company, I actually finally had some income then when I started working with him and we, we stopped kind of traveling. And, and then I started YouTube, um, uh, channel and, uh, you know, starting to make the demos and, uh, and then, yeah, as the YouTube channel grew and, um, my brother's company also grew and, um, I kind of started in the lab and then the company got bigger and bigger and it was cool to kind of meet um, musicians cuz i worked for artist relations in the company and it was cool to come out to see artists and stuff and they're like hey man i watched some of your videos and stuff <laughs> and so it was really cool um, to kind of have that uh, um, uh you know connection to the music industry as well as like the the youtube side of it and the the inner part of it and so um i I'm really fortunate yeah, to have a lot of people um, connected to a lot of people that um, uh, are from the YouTube side of my channel and then also from my brother's company. And um, and yeah, in uh, 2015, I um, stumbled onto this image on Instagram, you know, as we scroll through Instagram. <laughs> and there was a idea that somebody posted a volume pedal and in the, on the face of the volume pedal is a tuner pedal. Um, they kind of photoshopped it and I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. So I shared that image and my comments like blew up. There was like, I don't know, it was like 200 or 300 comments or something. It's a great idea. People are like, no way. I'm like, wow, there's something there. I, you know, decided to buy some volume pedals, some tuners and start like in my mind I kind of had an idea how to do it and and so everything kind of came together and so it was a volume pedal with a tuner right built right into it and I debuted that idea on my YouTube channel, which uh, it was great because I already had an audience and mm-hmm. to, I could show this off and and I started offering it as a modification uh, for existing uh, people who already had pedals. And then I, um, that's kind of my first, um, uh, sort of venture into pedal, um, uh, the pedal actually making and doing something with pedals mm-hmm. and, um, it grew to where I went, um, started modifying, uh, the Ernie ball volume pedals. Then I, um, decided to, um, take the smaller Dunlop volume pedal and, modify also it in uh with a uh the little mini tuner. Mm-hmm. Um and that kind of blew up as well and people like started emailing me and just like hey can I get one and I so I started I started putting people on wait lists and uh, I'm like wow I have a lot of work on my hands and I went part time at my brother's job was 64 audio and then eventually they're like you know we need somebody full time there And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably, you know, ready to move on. And so I switched over uh, full-time in September of 2018 to just modifying pedals and actually working on some original designs of like Overdrive. Ooh. I have some other ideas um, that I don't want to (laughs) reveal. That's
0: quite all right. Just...
3: Make sure you give me a holler when you're ready to reveal. Of
0: course, yes. you guys will be among the first. Among, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, we're, we're we are uh, virtually sliding a fifty across the table. Jesus. yeah. Um, uh, cool man. Probably
3: need a little bit more, mm-hmm. but. I'm, no, yeah. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> so I, I noticed on your website you have the uh, the unbreakable uh, Ernie Ball uh, cables or cords or whatever they're, uh, how is that, is that really a big problem? Cause I've had Ernie Ball volume pedals forever and I've, I don't think I ever broke one.
3: Yeah, it is a problem. Uh, you know, I spoke to Ernie Ball, um, and well, this is after, but there, you know, it seems like it's not an issue with certain people, but it is a big issue with other people. Huh. Um, for me personally, I had an Ernie ball and it did break on me like in the middle of, uh, some show and I was just like, <laughs> that's bad!" brambling, <laughs> you know, like, um, I didn't know what to do and it was a pretty bad experience, but, um, yeah, that the design of the pedal, the way it works is great. It feels good. That's why a lot of people use it. But yeah, the string, um, is just, you know, it's a string. It's going to yeah. break. And so, yeah, I took it upon, you know, myself to like, you know what? There's got to be a better way. And I've tried a few different materials and I actually even built a test rig, um, right. Uh, that would, um, rock the pedal back and forth and I would count, you know, pretty much per minute and I would times it by hours and then by days and then by weeks. Wow. (laughs) Like, like (laughs) Ikea. (laughs) And so, um, I uh, you know I tested the original string versus my string. Um, and Ernie Ball actually put out a 40th anniversary pedal that's like a black looking pedal, mm-hmm. volume pedal, and they kind of upgraded that string. They coated the the uh I think they just a, used elixirs. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Yeah, they coated <laughs> the <extra> string paraffin <laughs>
1: with
2: um,
3: vinyl, I think, and. And that actually extends the life about by twice. Keeps the grime out. Based on on my tests. So I did it by cycles and um, the original string breaks at about 142 cycles. And then um, the coded string that they put in their 40th anniversary is about twice, about 240 cycles. And the cycle is uh, up, all the way down, all the way up? Yeah, so pretty much if it's yeah, so yeah. Only that that few? Yeah. Wow, and wow. and so um you know th- that's the thing is kind of like heavy users. Mm-hmm. So uh, you were saying that you're you don't have an issue. You know, some people are on their volume pedal and that's one of kind of the things that um a lot of people swell and they kind of yeah. control their volume is you can put your volume pedal, you know, in the chain to where it's like a a master volume. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like dialing in that sweet spot, you know, kind of for your mix or something like that. Um, And so a lot of people are pretty hard on the volume pedal. And so, yeah, original string is um, 142 hours. Sorry, 142 cycles, 42,000 cycles. It's about 50 hours, 49 and a half hours. That's, um, okay. Uh, that makes uh, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, 49 and a half hours just rocking back and forth. And it was 48 times an hour. Um, sorry, 48 times a minute that, um, you know, that's my calculations. Mm -hmm. And so the 40th anniversary is about twice. Um, it lasted 230,000 cycles. Um, and then I uh, was testing my string And my string was going and going. I'm like, okay, when is it going to stop? It passed 500,000 cycles. Wow. It went up to 622,000 cycles and the string didn't break. It was the pot that seized up. Oh, wow. Uh. And... I, I didn't really like... I'm like, okay, at this point, I'm good with the testing. Yeah, that the that would equal cool. yeah, cool like if the,
0: three years of constant <laughs> rocking. <up>. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, serious ankle damage. Well, that's neat. I mean, the <laughs> irony of of a string, a guitar string company not making... not figuring out how to put a...
3: Yeah, a, I've heard that. <laughs> some comments... It could be, it could yeah, be planned obsolescence yeah, too. Yeah, that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... You know, like, um, working in a company like 64 audio, it's a bigger company and there's about 80 employees. Um, there's a kind of a vast product line. It's not that easy to, um, sometimes, you know, it's tough to kind of, um, you know, they've been doing this volume pedal for so long that they're like, Hey, this works for us. I mean, yeah, the string breaks once in a while, Mm -hmm. but you know, we're fine with it, but, um, that's what kind of makes America great is that, you know, we are, um, if, you know, it's, if somebody can make something better, they, they have the freedom to do that. Yeah. If you work hard and, um, and so I, I wanted to improve the volume pedal and because I use that platform for modifying, you know, with a tuner mm-hmm. and a lot of people were turned away from from that the modification that I was doing because of the string, they mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, the string will break," you know. So, um, interesting.
0: And, yeah. For that same reason, that's why I ended up getting a tapestry bloom.
3: Yeah, and I do have a tapestry as well. Um, it, you know, it's a different pedal. It, yeah. It's.
0: Uh, I don't use it for like constant for musical swell. I use it as a as a master. Mm-hmm. Um, but-
3: yeah. And so that's yeah, there's designs out there, um like the Layla uh, have you heard of that Oh the Yeah, L-E-H-L-E. That's L-E-H-L-E. yeah. yeah, yeah. it's a German brand, and uh, he doesn't even use uh, pots at all. He's got this magnet kind of a, a hall I think he's called a hall sensor h a l and um it's it's hydrogen. It's actually used in a boss pedal. pedal cable symbol. There was an '80s boss volume pedal that used that hall sensor. Oh no! But it just never. It's a volume pedal. Yeah, doesn't. It just like um, senses the distance from the sensors. Yeah, something like that. Wow, crazy. um, Yeah, and so, and then uh, I'm not stopping there with the string. Um, I'm actually currently testing a new pot that I'm going to be putting into the volume pedals. And, um, I want to go beyond 622,000 cycles. I want to probably go over a million cycles with this new pot so I can, um, and it's a a much better sweep and a better, um, it's a sealed pot. It's similar to the one that they put in their bigger volume pedals. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know why their smaller volume pedals have a cheap little, I don't know, a dollar pot or something, you know? But, um, there, you know, that gives us room to improve, you know, yeah. like if you buy like a Ford Mustang or something, you can just put like an, uh, intake or something in an exhaust yeah. and you get like, you know, 30 something horsepower, you know, and, and it's something like the company, um, uh, you know, kind of is not doing so like, I'm, I want to improve on a product and, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a really cool thing to do.
0: That's fun, man.
3: Yeah. That's cool.
1: Hey, um, you know, we have a lot of our listeners that uh, probably are have started or are thinking about maybe starting... I a, get a lot of emails about uh, this. ...starting a YouTube channel. Uh, do you have any advice or maybe you can share some of the ups and downs or the challenges
0: of putting a... A channel like that together? Well, and specifically guitar-related stuff. Gu- yeah, guitar-related. Yeah. we get asked a lot. Not only uh, of people that are saying, "Hey, I'm thinking about starting on my channel." Actually, a few people have done that. Um, and, but uh, we also get t- asked all the time, like, "Why don't you guys do put this on YouTube?" And uh, I, I'm like, "Man, I'd have to. I'd have to quit my job. I, this is already a secondary job. Like, I, there's no way I would have time to do this." In fact, we actually have a YouTube channel, but it's, we stopped at 60 episodes because I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm probably going to take that one down just so everybody knows. But anyways, for those who are trying to get themselves into the guitar world, demoing gear is a, is a, is a nice way to do it. But uh, obviously there's some, there's some things that people don't realize when they're getting into it. Can you elaborate?
3: Yeah, it consists of a few different things. Um, you First, start with the visual. Um, You want to have a good camera, um, you know, your lighting and um, kind of, you know, there's a few different styles of setups for like demos. I use the two camera setup, but yeah, it's, um, uh, I have some people ask me as well and, um, what was cool is that Pro Guitar Shop Andy, um, why he made it kind of successful. He, he kind of had a lot of things, right. He is a great guitar player. He actually went to film school and, uh, so he records audio. And so, um, yeah, so three things is a great visual, um, with lighting and there's tutorials, how to get good lighting, uh, on YouTube and then, uh, good audio. So yeah, um, no camera sounds, you know kind of picking up the whole room uh the best sound is having a microphone right on the um guitar cab speaker and yeah it and also kind of um consistency with putting out content um you know making it the highest quality as possible as often as possible, you know don't want to burn out but um consistency uh is uh and you know kind of slowly building a fan base um if you do something you know consistently enough even if it's not the greatest thing um look at us you'll start to <laughs> attract attention um meaning attract um uh attention in a good way like getting fans and stuff like that yeah and, uh, yeah and um you know and bringing a unique perspective is always really good um if it's something that you feel like you can, you know, what, whatever it is, if it's a camera angle or if it's a location that you can film in, um, bringing something new to like an, a you know, a different angle uh, than what everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. um, is a really great, um, way. And then just be consistent with that.
0: Yeah. We just had Rhett Scholl on, uh, a little while ago. And that was one of those to just simply, changing the angle and changing the lighting a little bit and just providing just a, a different perspective on it, you know, can mm-hmm. can do wonders. And, and, um, it's funny cause I, I, there, I feel like there are oddly a lot of similarities between the th- type of things that you guys do. Um, because you're not just going, here's a pedal, you know? Um, so, uh, well, Jared's flagging me down here. Hang oh, yeah, on. Yeah.
2: I need to, I want to ask, do you have, uh, a- you have demoed a lot of pedals and
3: mm-hmm. a lot of
2: gear. You know, do you have any thoughts on where pedals are going, uh, moving forward? Like, uh, what direction you're going?
3: Um. Well, kind of the uh, obvious direction is um, still retaining the analog signal path, but kind of doing more digital controlling of the pedals, um, like presets and um kind of um expression functions um but it's it's tough to say because things kind of come in and out of fashion yeah. and i'm I was actually I was actually pondering on this like how um you know there's the quarter inch jack has been around for ages mm-hmm. and I was just thinking like What if there was like a new standard that somebody came out with?
0: Let's have a half inch jack. idea. (laughs) Bigger is better. (laughs) Or just, or, or pads, magnetic pads. And there's a thing. I don't know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And then somebody bumps the stage. Oh my gosh, lost the signal. (laughs) No, it's got to be something that interfaces really well with old pedals. Yeah. and, And, um, but, um, again, that uh, sometimes the wheel doesn't need to be reinvented. Um, I think there's a big thing with the tube amps. Um, I think the guitar pedal side of it, the pedals are solid state, Mm -hmm. meaning like you don't need to change tubes in a, you know, like a guitar guitar pedal, Mm -hmm. you know, Electronics are pretty stable there for years and years. Mm-hmm. But I feel like on the amp side of things, mm-hmm. there's some new things that can happen to where you can um, have an amp, let's say like a, the best Vox AC30 mm-hmm. that will never go um, you know, out of commission, that won't, um, you know, the tubes won't um, go out and... Um, So, I don't know. I'm excited to see something that looks and sounds like a vintage amp or something, but is as reliable as, you know, modern day electronics. Well, Milkman took a stab at that
0: recently with the the amp. Uh, The little... um, Yeah, uh,
3: like a... Kind of a floor size amp, a uh, pedal board. Yeah, I
0: mean there was a there was a long waiting list on those and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but it still uses tubes, right? It it does. Uh-huh. Uh, I think just the the radical form factor, and I think the the knowing that that was coming from Milkman, people were going to be like, okay, this isn't going to sound like, uh, you know, a, a piece of junk. Um, uh-huh. But uh, you know, that was kind of a that was like the one of the first like. That's like the uh, the the first electric car (laughs) that that came out. I was like, everybody's like, what's that? So yeah,
3: there's actually a company called uh, Quilter Amps. Yeah, yep. Um, They're kind of taking a stab at that as well. They're really small, um, little amps, guitar amps. I'm actually, um, it's a a head. You you need a cab with it, but uh, I've demoed it and it's actually pretty good. Um, I think that you know if somebody was to really take that concept and um, really model the, cause there's all kind of tube sag and all that stuff going on yeah. and you know, and if somebody really figures out the science of that, like, but not like in a gimmicky kind of way, like in a, a really good way. Yeah. I feel like that there's a big market for that as well.
0: Could be, you could have everything on one board that isn't a helix or something. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Something like that. Or at least take the amp side of things and yeah, like, and and make that more stable.
0: Yeah. Well, and just a last note on that. I think it's, it's kind of interesting. I have, I have two pedals that are based on, um, solid state amp preamps that I love. And it's just weird because they're going into a tube, amp. (laughs) you know, it's kind of weird, but, uh, Anyways, well, hey, man, this has been... I've really enjoyed talking with you. And uh, I hope that everybody that's listening has and will make sure that they go check out your your show. Um, it is... There is a wealth of information there. Uh, so please, please, please go check it out. Go subscribe to Schnobletone on YouTube as well as Instagram because then you get like a quick tidbit of what he's doing out there.
3: Yep, I put clips on there. Yep. And check out the 23 um, delay pedal uh, comparison video.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Do that. Uh, Jared. Well, everyone, it is
2: time for Would You Rather. Oh, yeah, baby. All right. This week's Would You Rather. So... You are late for your Saturday night gig. You've Uh got your gear packed in your car. What
0: kind of gig is it? Doesn't happen to me.
2: It is a rock and roll gig with your rock and roll band. There you go. You're going to do rock all night, baby. Good. You're there. You're an hour away from home because it's kind of far away. Mm -hmm. And you only have a few minutes to set up. And you're like on
1: fumes in the car.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. So you go, you bring your guitars in, and you're like, oh, no, these are not the guitars I
1: meant to bring. What did you bring to this rock and roll gig? So, <laughs> you've got
2: How two many beers in
0: did you guys figure this one out?
1: Right. So, you have a Chet Atkins SSD. That would be the sol- kind of solid body-ish Gibson. Uh, acoustic. Like a nylon string acoustic yep. kind of thing. That's okay. actually what? a great guitar. Or, you have a country gentleman,
2: Chet Atkins. Jeez. You have to choose one of these guitars to play with all night long. Okay. And it's a rock and roll, so you have to, you know, make do with what you have.
0: Yep. This is I think this is another no-brainer one, but um Tony, what are you going with? I'm going to go with the SST. Just despite everyone. Just despite <laughs> yes. everyone. Now, what explain what this is a little
1: bit. So, um as I remember, the SSTs were put out by Gibson. It was I thought they were nylon stringed. They have a spruce top on a mahogany back. So it's a very thin body. Yeah. Uh, Chet, it was Is endorsed. Is it chambered? Um, it might be chambered underneath the spruce. Yeah. But uh, Chet Atkins endorsed it. Seems like it would be because he would have been old at that time. I think it probably primarily ran like on a, a piezo pickup. Okay. I think so. I think so. All oh, right. right. So I mean, it was meant to be a live acoustic instrument. Gotcha. Not something that you would plug into your Marshall stack,
0: right? Without and so that probably did a good job of killing the the ultra chime of like a of a classic like sort of piezo and an acoustic kind of sound. Well, it, it eliminated the feedback
1: problem. I would. Yeah. I would imagine. But then again, on 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 the other side, he probably had, sounds pretty good, actually. Well, that's why I'm going for it. All right. Now, you know, you you can't necessarily get all of those heavy Tony Iommi tones out of it. Well,
0: no. But. Because you're
1: doing Iron Man, that's for sure. uh,
0: Iron Iron Man. Man. Okay, so you're picking that one. I'm going to take that one because. I I, bet those are hard to find, too.
1: No, I mean, I've I've seen them around. I think Epiphone put out a version of it,
0: too. Yeah, you can get a cheaper version. Yeah. All right. Affordable. Affordable. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks like a modern Godin. A little bit, yeah. Uh, but Godin makes a model that kind of looks a little bit like that. It's
2: it's smaller, like an electric guitar.
0: Yeah, yes, and it's
2: light
1: too. Yes, yeah. very many.
0: So that's the one I'm going with. Okay. How about you, Todd? What are you going with? I'm gonna uh I'm gonna defer to Jared real quick yeah. here. Well, since he's doing that,
2: I'm going definitely going with the uh, country gentleman.
0: Hmm.
2: I got to have the Bigsby.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much why he's uh, all about the Bigsby. Okay. I am. All right. And uh, Roman. And, you, and you like your feedback, too, probably. Oh. Yeah. Lots of it. Roman, what are you doing?
3: What, was there a third guitar in there? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> no. <friend. laughs> it's, it's Chet
0: Atkins. Right. It's, it's
3: Yeah, it's one of the worst. It's one I of the do love yeah, listening to Chet Atkins. Probably, Adkins. yeah, the, um, uh, the, not the SST, the other one. The, the, country, right. gentleman, the country Gentleman. Gentlemen. Country Gentleman, yeah. Yeah. Right. Go
0: with that. one. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm definitely choosing the Country Gentleman and not because of the Bigsby but I I really like the large size uh, bodies like I got a, the Hagstrom Viking and a Sheraton and, and I really love playing those. They feel fantastic.
2: You could get away with using that if you were careful.
0: Oh, yeah. I would just have to... It, stuff well, anyways, socks and it stuff. It would look funny
2: it. and it would be an inconvenience.
0: Yeah, but that that's what I'm going with too. All right, that was pretty tasty. Uh, Tony? Yes? Can we thank a few people real quick? If you insist. I do insist. We can do
1: that. And I'll, I will tell you, at this point of the show, there's a, a a group of people that we like to pay special thanks to. Those are our executive producers. And you might ask yourself, how do I become a, an executive producer? Um, well, you could go over to patreon.com. Forward slash the guitar knobs, and you will find various levels in which you can participate. That's yep. correct. Um, from you know the very lightest level, where you get a great rewards package. All the way up, yeah, all the way up to the executive producer level, where you get T-shirts and buttons and stickers and picks and and we really
0: we really do need uh, as much help as we can get. No lie, this is these are not padding pockets. These are not buying crazy fortune fortune gear things for us. This is actually just helping to keep this whole thing running. So your help is appreciated. Yes,
1: and what happens as as an executive producer? Well. You get to have your name right on the thing, and this is it. And reading your name is what we're going to do. Yep. So let's start with Jonathan Jerusik. Yep. All right. Ken Sayers, Corey Nigro, Doug Gann, Brad Partridge, Michael Van Zant. We spoke about Michael earlier. Yep, yep. Doug Crist, uh, Zach J. Wright, Gary Goodman, and son Beckett. woo Darren Gregory, Robert Marfleet, John Anglin, Chris Kearney, Sean S., Oliver Gonzalez, John Daly, Robin Smith, Pete Marshall, Carlos Mancha, Matt Brammer, David Wolfson, Martin Cliff, and Tom Brazen.
0: We love you all. Yeah. Thank you guys so very much. Uh, Roman. Yes. Where... Can people find you on the internet?
3: Yeah, so my main uh, thing is the YouTube channel, so Tone. if they type that in, they'll find my videos. I have plenty of them on there. And then also the website, schnobletone.com, and that's where you can uh, see the products that I modify and that um, I sell. And also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and i also do giveaways quite often lately i've started been doing get some giveaways so be sure you know check in and uh might win a pedal or something
0: excellent excellent and you're you mostly doing that on instagram or
3: i just all platforms i'll i'll share it and uh i've been doing lately people who sign up to my newsletter and then i choose somebody from there smart and also yeah um at random Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Tony? Yes. Where
1: can people find you? Well, they should probably head on over to pickguardian.com where you can see the wonderful world of pickguards and plastic and enchantment. Yes. Uh, Say you need a replacement guard or you need changing out pickups and you need to do a custom guard. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Send me an email. He does a good job, folks. Yes. Well, Sorry thank to interrupt,
3: you. but do you do pick guards with like the foil, the protective? Uh...
1: With shielding? Yeah, shielding. Yeah. I mean, I usually shield the uh, control areas on most guards, and I have had some people that want the whole entire back shielded, too. Because that helps. Uh, well, <laughs> I, 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 I would disagree with that. But anyhow. <laughs> but yeah. But you, and then you can go over to Instagram um, and check out Pick Guardian and the number one or mm-hmm. Facebook. See some of the projects and things that I've been doing, and we talk about here on the show. Right on, Jared. Well, if you guys need some pickups,
2: um, I make them look old. I make them look new. And um, and you make new ones look new too. Exactly. I shine them. And old. Yep. Uh, Jared at Brandon Wong Pickups is my email. Pickups.com is the website. And also, Um, If you're seriously interested in a set, ask me if I have a coupon code special going
0: the week or month that you um, get a hold of me, and I will hook you up. Yeah, right on. You can drop me a line at todd at theguitarnobs.com. People, we are so thankful that you have been hanging out with us. We're grateful for your audience ship and your support in all of our endeavors. Humongous thank you to Roman from Schnobletone. And Roman, super fun having you here today, bud.
3: Yeah, it was really great to join you guys. I had a great time. I
0: right. hope that we cross paths somewhere in person soon. Maybe uh, are you? I don't know if you're going to Nam, but um, if so, we'll see you yeah. there.
3: I have a Nam booth actually. Excellent. 2019. My okay,
0: man. I'm gonna get a picture with you. Okay.
3: Yeah. yeah. All right. I, uh, looking forward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, uh, everybody! Subscribe. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarknobs. Catch you next time.